If one wanted to go through the Bible and think doctrinally, one could find a lot of material about the Trinitarian relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Gospel according to John has various lines of Scripture that seem to point to ideas we find in our creeds. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. All these come from the Gospel according to John. Certainly, we want to think through the faith. We can find comfort in the Gospel as a source for what we say in the creeds. If we look at the statements found throughout the New Testament, we can feel confident that Jesus is God's Son. Our doctrine, our creeds, are rooted in Scripture. The Father and I are one. I imagine that when our creeds were in the process of development, this may have been a line that caught the interest of those in the ecumenical councils as they thought through this Trinitarian relationship between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. However, the Gospel according to John was written well before the ecumenical councils. And at least here, it seems that John is not concerned with doctrine or any particular Trinitarian relationship. Rather, John is getting at the relationship between Jesus and God as revealed by what Jesus does and is known through the disciples' experience of Jesus rather than revealed by a particular statement about divine relationships. Jesus says, The works I do in my Father's name testify to me. He's saying, See what I do. Experience what I do. Ultimately, it's through experience that we recognize and are healed by Jesus, rather than through any particular statement of faith. Almighty God, our Creator, gave us a world that is good, and He has a vision for that world, that we shall have abundance, beauty, joy, community, justice, all good things that point to the characteristics of a good creation given by a good creator. God sent Jesus into the world, and Jesus, the Word made flesh, embodied all of these characteristics. Look at the works done by Jesus which point to this. The abundance and community of the wedding at Cana and the feeding of the 5,000. The justice and joy found in the story of the woman of Samaria and the beauty and the restoration by Jesus of the sick and the lame on the Sabbath day. All these works, before we ever get to the cross, points to the same goodness found in our Creator. Because our Creator is good, because our Creator made the world for goodness, Jesus embodied all that goodness in His work. And we can see that Jesus and God are one. No specific statement made by Jesus proves this. What Jesus does throughout the gospel proves it. And then the resurrection validates it. Jesus wins people for the kingdom through his work, not by way of doctrinal statements. And it's through the living work, through the work of the living Christ, that we are called to be a sheep. Somehow, some way, we find ourselves to be called here on Sundays, and we experience joy, abundance, beauty, 
community and justice. We experience all that, all the, all the characteristics of a good creation here on Sundays in our worship together, in our community together, in the body of Christ. And we hear the stories of Scripture and we respond. We open ourselves up to new possibilities. We open ourselves up and the living Christ then continually calls us. Calls us to be the sheep all of our days, not just on Sunday. And we're called to trust in Jesus the way sheep learn to trust a shepherd. And this trust isn't built on any one particular statement, but on our experience in relationship. The way a pet trusts an owner or a child learns to trust a parent or spouses learn to trust each other through relationship, relational encounters in Christ over time. We find ourselves nourished here in this community and nourished through our daily encounters with the risen one. And it's through that nourishment that we then can take risks, risks of love and being witnesses to Christ in what we do, knowing we do not walk alone. And it is through our experiences with Christ that we realize we are called to bring this healing this joy and community to others. We're called to bring love and hope to those in despair. That's the pattern we see in Acts today. We see the pattern of, of a disciple, Tabitha, out doing good works in a community in grief over their loss of her. They call and they're nurtured by Peter, who then restores her. And then the community-wide responds to that work, to that act. I was in a hospital a few summers ago as a chaplain. And after making my rounds, I used to debrief with another chaplain each day. We would share our experiences. And one day he told me he went up to the ICU. And in the ICU there was a man there who had no known religious affiliation. We had sheets that let us know what the affiliation was, and there was nothing there. And he hasn't been getting any visitors. And he spent his days alone. He had tubes all over his body and a breathing mask on. And he spent his days alone in silence. And my friend stopped in and asked the nurse if he was alert and perhaps wanting some prayers. Probably not, said the nurse. I don't think he has a faith community. He hasn't really been getting any visitors. And quite frankly, hasn't really responded to any of us the last couple of days. But you're welcome to try. So my friend stood beside the man and introduced himself, thinking he's not being heard. Would you like a prayer? My friend asked. The man slowly nodded his head yes as he opened his eyes. The nurse looked on in mild surprise. And my friend began to pray. And then something remarkable happened. In the middle of that prayer, this man who'd been lying in and out of consciousness for the last couple of days slowly starts to raise his arm, tubes and all, reaching out for my friend's hand. And they grab hold hands while my friend prays. The, the nurse was beyond mild surprise at this point. Her eyes were welling up with tears, her mouth was open. The dying man with really nothing to hope for 
who had responded to no one over the previous couple of days, responded to this simple prayer and the love that came with it. Didn't respond to a statement of faith or a proclamation about the divinity of Jesus. He responded to an act of kindness. He stretched out for a prayer rooted in the love of Christ. The nurse didn't cry at the doctrinal words found in her creeds. She was moved by an experience rooted in the goodness of God in Christ. The dying and the thriving. All can experience the risen Christ simply by opening up to the shepherd who works through us. And so it is, 2,000 years after the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, almost 2,000 years after the gospel according to John was written, we still encounter these words found in Scripture encouraging us to believe in Jesus, to recognize his oneness with God because of what Jesus did and how those works point to the goodness of God. And we respond by allowing ourselves to be nourished and cared for as sheep and bring that nourishment and care into the world as shepherds. The world can know the risen Christ through us all, not so much at first through any particular doctrinal statement we make, but through encounters with the living Christ who enables us to do the work of Christ. We are both sheep and shepherds. We are the sheep who are called to participate in the work of the shepherd, and it is our experience in this way of life that shows us that Jesus and the Father are one.